And uh, we want to read a verse out of the book of Galatians. So let's turn to Romans. I was trying to shorten this some, but maybe I do need to read through this. Uh, let's turn to the seventh chapter of the book of Romans. And then we are going to read a verse from the fifth chapter of the book of Galatians. While you're turning, saints, I just want to let you know we have reached a point where we know where Convocation 2018 will be. We will be in the city of Virginia Beach, Virginia. Amen. We have uh, been a while since we've been there, but one place that we were, uh, we got some things squared away and straightened out, and uh, we'll give you some details later, but just to let you know, you can start planning. We'll be in Virginia Beach in July of 2018 if the Lord delays his coming and life lasts. And we're looking forward now. We're looking forward to a glorious time in the Lord. Romans chapter 8. I'm going to read from verse 7, and I'm going to read down through the fourth verse of chapter 8. I'm sorry, Romans chapter 7. Did I say that? Romans 7. Romans 7, Romans 7, and let's begin at verse 7, and then I'm going to read down through chapter 8, verse 4. What shall we say then? Is the law sin? God forbid. Nay, I had not known sin, but by the law. For I had not known lust, except the law had said, Thou shalt not covet, but sin taking occasion by the commandment, wrought in me all manner of concupiscence. For without the law, sin was dead. For I was alive without the law once, but when the commandment came, sin revived, and I died. And the commandment, which was ordained to life, I found to be unto death. For sin, taking occasion by the commandment, deceived me, and by it slew me. Wherefore the law is holy, and the commandment is holy and just and good. Was then that which is good made death unto me? God forbid. But sin, that it might appear sin, working death in me by that which is good, that sin by the commandment might become exceeding sinful. For we know that the law is spiritual, but I am carnal, sold under sin. For that which I do, I allow not. For what I would, that do I not. But what I hate, that do I. If then I do that which I would not, I consent unto the law that it is good. Now then it is no more I that do it, but sin that dwells in me. For I know that in me, that is, in my flesh, dwelleth no good thing. For to will is present with me. But how to perform that which is good, I find not. For the good that I would, I do not. But the evil which I would not, that I do. 
Now if I do that, I would not. It is no more I that do it, but sin that dwelleth in me. I find then a law that when I would do good, evil is present with me. For I delight in the law of God after the inward man, but I see another law in my members, warring against the law of my mind and bringing me into captivity to the law of sin, which is in my members. O wretched man that I am, who shall deliver me from the body of this death? I thank God through Jesus Christ, our Lord. So then with the mind, so then with the mind, I myself serve the law of God, but with the flesh, the law of sin. There is therefore now no condemnation to them which are in Christ Jesus, who walk not after the flesh, but after the Spirit. For the law of the Spirit of life in Christ Jesus hath made me free from the law of sin and death. For what the law could not do, in that it was weak through the flesh, God sending his own son in the likeness of sinful flesh and for sin condemned sin in the flesh that the righteousness of the law might be fulfilled in us who walk not after the flesh but after the spirit. Galatians chapter 5 verse 17 verse 16 verse 16 This I say then Walk in the Spirit, and ye shall not fulfill the lust of the flesh. I'd like to use for a thought this afternoon, I'd be a mess without Jesus. I'd be a mess without Jesus. Now, this book of Romans is is one of Paul's most excellent works for it presents to us part of the systematic theology that we as Christians need. This part of the theology focuses on how we are saved, what we need to know about salvation. A systematic theology is nothing more than an orderly, rational, and coherent description of the doctrines we believe. A lot of folks say they believe, but they don't know why they believe, and they can't tell you. They can't explain it. That's why we have systematic theology. And it is most wonderful to me when it is written down, not just spoken orally. That way we can go back to it and refer to it. That's part of the reason why this book of Romans is a great book in the New Testament and worthy of the careful and prayerful study of all God's children who indeed have been born again. Now this portion of the book that we are reading from today focuses on the fact that we are free from the law. And sometimes when Paul's in reference to the law, he's talking about the law of Moses, that law that was given to Israel on Mount Sinai, that law that's available to us in the Old Testament. And other times he's just talking about, in general, the law of God. 
Something else is talked about here, and that is the fact that our flesh or our carnal nature in and of itself is weak. You ought to know that by now. Huh? Amen. I will be back. But here's the third thing that's talked about here, and that's that uh, we need to live life in the Spirit. Amen. And so what I hope to communicate to you this afternoon is this. If you try to live the life that God requires according to his word without total dependence on Jesus Christ and his grace, it's a futile experience. It's futile. You're going to be in constant frustration. You're going to be spiritually impotent, having no power, in other words. As I like to put it in my nomenclature, you will be a mess. You will be a mess. Because you'll, not, you'll, you'll know what to do, but you won't know how to do it consistently. Now, preachers have been preaching from this particular biblical text for a long time, and people have been getting it wrong. They've been getting confused. They've been mixing it up and messing it up. But one thing you don't want to go away with from what we read in Romans chapter 7 in, in particular is that somehow Paul is giving a personal testimony about his spiritual defeat. Paul was not a sometimes up, sometimes down, sometimes level with the ground type of Christian. Paul was not an in-the-church, an out-the-church Christian. He was not a preacher who said one thing but didn't live it. Amen. Praise the Lord. We, we understand that because as we continue reading through the text here, we see that he, we have evidence that he does live a victorious life. He lives victoriously because he walks in the Spirit. Praise the Lord. Amen. And so what is this struggle about? This struggle that, you know, whose words we can all identify with at some level. Well, it's about this. What Paul is actually talking about is the struggle between the old fleshly nature, that old fallen fleshly nature, that old sinful nature in the mind. The mind that knows something about the law of God. And that law can be revealed through the word of God and even revealed through the conscience that God has put in Side every human being. So let's go back over this and let me just go through some of these verses and let's make sure we understand before we start flying too high and jumping too high and, and we don't know what we're jumping for. What shall we say then? Is the law sin? Paul is talking about the fact that, you know, the, the Jews had the law and they were told that they needed to obey the law to be right with God. But what they found out and what we see in Scripture in the Old Testament is that it seemed like no matter how much they tried to obey, they weren't being too successful. Sometimes they did all right, most times they didn't. Hmm? Amen. Sometimes they were just as bad or worse than people who knew nothing about the true and living God. Amen. 
And they had this law. Uh, but he said, listen, something's going on here. He said, is the law sin? Well, God forbid. He said, let me tell you a little bit about the purpose of the law. The law, be it, it, be it the law that God gave Moses or the general understanding of, of, of God's law that he gives to, to everybody in some degree, has a purpose. And that purpose is to reveal sin. And to lead us, he says in the book of Galatians, to Jesus Christ. Amen. In the book of Galatians, he said the law was our schoolmaster to bring us unto Christ. Amen. Mm -hmm. But Paul recognized something here. He says um, sin is also something that needs to be reckoned with. And what I discovered, amen, and he says in verse 11, sin taking occasion by the commandment deceived me and by it slew me. Sin, and he's using these ter terms uh, as if they were persons. He said sin took the commandment and made the commandment a weapon. Made it a weapon. You see, where there is no law, there is in essence no sin. Hmm? Amen. It's the law of God that teaches us what God requires, that teaches us what's right and what's wrong. Praise the Lord. If we didn't know that, we just, you know, look at the world, look what's going on now, and especially in our era, in our day and time, when people don't go to church anymore, they don't hear anything from the Word of God, or they sit up in a church where everything is talked about but the Word of the Lord. Amen. Some of them sit in much larger churches than this, but they never really receive the word of the Lord. And so people live like they want to live, and there's you know, little or no condemnation because they've never heard the word of God. Amen. Let me take some of you back. If you remember, there was an Old Testament king by the name of Josiah. If you remember the story, uh, when he was eight years old, they found the book of the law. And when they read that book, amen, he had to tear his clothes and lean by the side of the wall because it wasn't until the reading of the Word of God that he discovered, not only as a monarch of Israel, but even personally, how far they were from what God was calling for. Praise the Lord. Amen. So, this is one reason why we need the Bible, which is the Word of God. We need to read it. We need to study it. We need to apply it. Amen. Paul says here in our text, he said, you know, I would not have known uh, what covetous is or what lust is unless the law said, thou shalt not covet. You shouldn't desire things that are not yours to, to, to gain those things unlawfully. Praise the Lord. So sin took the law, which was a good thing. The law was a good thing, right? If you look at verse 12, wherefore the law is holy and the commandment holy and just in good. Was then that which is good made death unto me? God forbid. But sin, let's put the problem or the finger on what the problem really is. It's sin that dwells in us. David said in Psalm 51 and 5, Behold, I was shapen in iniquity, and in sin did my mother conceive me. 
The Bible says, Paul wrote, for all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. Everybody that was born into this world, save Jesus Christ the Lord, was born a sinner. Everybody had this taskmaster, sin abiding within. That's why when you look at little children, you'll find that this is true from their little lives. They'll do wrong before they do right. Praise the Lord, because sin is just in them. I don't care how innocent you try to say they are and so forth. Amen. But they will hit at you. They will spit at you. They will ignore you. Ain't nothing right or good about that. Praise. You don't teach them any of those things. It's in them. It's part of the fallen human nature. Praise God. And so Paul is making it clear here that the law is spiritual. He said, but we are bound in sin by our fleshly nature. We're bound in sin. We know the law of God. We know what is right, but it's a real big trouble, struggle for us to do it. Here's, here's how he describes it in verse 15. He said, for that which I do, I allow not. I love the King James Version of this. It's very poetic language. That which I do, I allow not. You have to stop and think about it. For what I would, that do I not. But what I hate, that do I. It sounds so good, but you have to slow it on after you read it to make sure you understood what he was saying. Amen. But one thing I want to bring to your attention is focusing on that word allow. Amen. That English word allow, if you'll go back to the original language and look at it in Greek, amen, it comes from the Greek word gnosko, which means to know or to understand or to permit. Praise the Lord. So what in essence Paul is saying, uh, for that which I do... Uh, I, I don't understand. I don't understand for the life of me why I do the things I do when I know better. I've got a saying that I often say to you around here, when you know better, do better. The problem here is you can know better, but if you don't walk with Jesus, you can't do better. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Hallelujah. So, when you lack uh, uh, a spiritual walk with the Lord Jesus Christ, you'll find yourself frustrated because the things that you know to do, you cannot do them. Amen. And, and, and that is a testimony to the fact, as Paul mentions in verse 16, that the law is good. Nothing's wrong with God's law. The problem is with us. Praise the Lord. And the bottom line in verse 17 is that sin is the cause of it all. Now, this does not exonerate or liberate us from personal responsibility. It's our sin that is in us that is manifesting itself through our behavior. So you are guilty. Praise the Lord. Amen. If you live the life that is less than what God requires. Amen. And that sin is ruling you. Don't you remember what God said to Cain? Praise the Lord. Amen. He, uh, Cain, he said, where, where, you know, what's wrong with your face, man? Why is your countenance fallen? Praise the Lord. Amen. He said, if you do well, you'll be accepted. But if not, sin lieth at the door, and this desire shall be unto you. Sin is going to rule you. And that's what's happening in the life of everybody who really doesn't walk in the Spirit. Sin is ruling you. And I'm not just talking about to the man out there that's drinking liquor or the person out there that, that won the lottery. Praise the Lord. Did somebody win the lottery this week? 
They said they were in Chicopee. So I was listening. I was going to say, we got a few saints in Chicopee. Let me see if anybody from Apostolic Fellowship Church won the lottery. I, when you win the lottery, I want you to be on television. So everybody can know that you've been misbehaving. Don't bring a red cent here. We don't need that. Praise the Lord. Keep it. Don't pay your tithe like you should pay your tithe. Don't give one cent of it in the offering. God doesn't need crooked money. Praise the Lord. Keep it and go on about your business. You'll be broke before you know it anyhow. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Because the something for nothing mentality does not come from God. Praise the Lord our God. Hallelujah. Amen. Let me not get off on another subject. Let me see if I can stay focused. Praise the Lord. <laughs> Amen. But I tell you, when you try to live God's life without Jesus Christ, you are a mess. You're a mess. I'm talking about being, 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 being honest with yourself, right? If you look at verse 24, Paul says, oh, wretched man that I am. A lot of folk won't say that to themselves. Huh? Praise the Lord. They won't admit I'm a mess. When I compare myself to the word of the Lord, when I, when I ask myself, amen, how am I living? Am I measuring up to what God requires? Amen. If, if we're not doing it, it's not because he hasn't made it possible. Praise the Lord. Amen. We are trying to live God's life in our own strength, in our own power, and your strength in mine is small. That's why you're frustrated. That's why you're feeling like you're, you're angry with God. God's not the problem. You're the problem because you're allowing sin to rule you. And I'm talking to the saved as well as the unsaved. Even though you receive the Holy you will fulfill the lust of the flesh. You might speak with tongues, praise God, but you will fulfill the lust of the flesh. Because that old nature was never eradicated. It was never pulled out by the roots. It was just put at bay. Praise the Lord. Amen. That's why he says in the book of Galatians that, that amen, there's a struggle there. Uh, the spirit against the flesh and the flesh against the spirit. Praise the Lord our God. Amen. But despite all that, it is still possible to be victorious. To live victoriously. Do I have a witness? Praise the Lord our God. Amen. Praise God. That's why he says in verse 25, after asking the question, O wretched man that I am, who? Praise God. Not what, but who shall deliver me from the body of this death? He rings a note of thanksgiving when he says, I thank God through Jesus Christ our Lord. Praise the Lord. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Jesus Christ is our deliverer. Mm -hmm. Amen. Jesus Christ is the one that able to give us victory from day to day. Praise the Lord our God. Hallelujah to God. And so when you don't walk in the spirit, when you don't give yourself wholly to the Lord, praise God. Amen. This is why you live in the, in the land of the can't help it. Mm -hmm. I can't help this. I can't help that. I can't help behaving this way. I can't help talking that way. I can't help listening to this. I can't help doing that. Praise God. And some folk are supposed to be saved. Behave that way and talk that way. Praise God. Hallelujah. Jesus didn't come and do everything he did to provide us with salvation so we could have a bad case that they can't help us. 
Hmm? Praise God. He came to give us victory. Hallelujah. Over sin and over death. Let the church say amen. Praise the Lord our God. Amen. Praise God. <clears throat> so it's a terrible thing, amen, to have people just bound up in sin and living in sin from one day to the next, amen, or sometimes doing right and sometimes doing wrong. Praise the Lord our God. It's because you're trying to live God's life out of your own strength. Mm -hmm. That's why people who claim to know the Lord, they know it's wrong to look at pornography. Huh? But they can't seem to get victory over it because they're trying to live God's life with their own strength. Every time you see, and say down south, a naked, they don't say naked. They said a naked woman, praise God, amen, you're going to lust after her. And some of you get it bad, you, you don't even, she can have clothes on, you're still lusting after her. I'm talking to the brothers right now. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah to God. Amen. Because your mind has been twisted and messed up by sin that is in your old carnal nature. is full of sin. And saints, you got to realize this thing has not been pulled out by the root. I don't care how much tongues you're speaking. You can praise the Lord like we praise the Lord this morning. But if you don't walk in the spirit, amen, you'll be rejoicing on Sunday morning and sinning on Sunday night. Woo! Glory to God. Hallelujah. And you'll be frustrated and you'll be mad with everybody from me right to the ushers. Praise the Lord. Amen. We're not the problem. You've got to look inside yourself and see that sin is ruling you because you have refused to give yourself completely over to the Lord. Praise God. And so this is why you've got all kind of mess going on in churches and among Christian folk because they know what the word of God says but as Paul said, how to perform it, that's the problem. They know it's wrong, but they find themselves doing it. They know it's wrong, but they're still stealing. They know it's wrong, but they're still lying. They know it's wrong, but they're still cheating. They know it's wrong, but they got a nasty, bad attitude. They know it's wrong, but they come when they want to come and go when they want to go. They know it's wrong, but they're insubordinate. They know it's wrong, praise God, amen, but they're still cursing and swearing. Some folk are drinking, praise the Lord, amen. I hope nobody in here, but... If you are, praise God, amen, I'm on you this morning, praise God, hallelujah, because let me tell you something, no child of God ought to be participating in the wages of sin. You ought not be gambling, you ought not be lying, praise God, you ought not be committing fornication, you ought not be an adulteress, praise God, hallelujah to the Lord, my God, and a host of other things that are not like God, amen, you're supposed to be free from the law of sin and death. Ah, those were the things we did when we did not know Jesus. Praise God. When we did not know Jesus, we were a mess. Amen. I don't want to just, uh, amen, put you on the spot, but everybody that's willing to be honest who has been born again of the water and of the spirit, they know, praise God, before I was changed by the mighty power of God, I was living like the devil, acting like the devil, walking and talking like the devil, doing what the devil does. Amen. Going where the devils go, praise God, thinking like a devil, acting like a devil, talking like a devil, praise the Lord our God, amen, you couldn't help yourself because sin was your master, 
Praise the Lord. And you come to church and you sit up in here like nobody can see you and like nobody amen, can put their finger on it. I know you're a hypocrite and you know you're a hypocrite and Jesus Christ knows you're a hypocrite. Praise the Lord, our God. But let me tell you something. You don't have to stay a hypocrite. Praise God. The Bible says in the book of Isaiah chapter 52, I believe it is in verse 11, be ye clean that bear the vessels of the Lord. Praise the Lord. Especially once your life has been changed by the power of God, amen, you ought to be living a new life. You ought to be living a victorious life. Thank you, Jesus. Glory to the Lord. And so you look at yourself when you're living in sin and you really can't feel too good about yourself unless you're just a faker all the time and you never want to fake. You ought to feel condemned. Being in a place like this where the power of God was moving this afternoon where the anointing was breaking out, praise God. I don't understand if you have the power of God in you why you can't feel anything. The only reason I know that you can't feel anything is because sin, praise God, say man, sin will render you powerless. Sin will steal your joy. Sin will damper your anointing. Glory to God. Sin, amen, will make you look down rather than up. Sin will make you want to climb under a pew. Sin will make you take a couple of mailboxes before I get up, a couple of mailboxes before I get up and preach. Because you know, this man, he's always preaching about sin, praise God. Working on sin and hard-headedness and, and stubbornness and, and backbiting and all this kind of stuff we ought not be doing. He's always preaching about fornication. Why can't he get a good message? Amen. You sound like uh, that man, praise God, amen. Uh, uh, what was his name? Uh, praise God. No, no, no. That man that didn't want Micaiah. Amen. He didn't want to uh, come on. What was his name? Praise God. The king back to Ahab. Ahab. Thank you, preachers. Amen. Hallelujah. That's why I tell you Wednesday night it was y'all tough on them kids. Praise God. Amen. But Ahab, he was such a rotten king, rotten to the core. Praise the Lord. Amen. He didn't want to hear what Micaiah said when 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 uh, uh, Jeroboam, not, not Jeroboam or Rehoboam, praise God. Amen. But when the king from the south said, listen, isn't there somebody, praise God, that can uh, say something that, that's really a word from the Lord? Amen. He said, listen, I, there's one man. His name is Micaiah. I don't want to hear from that prophet because he never has anything good to say about me. Let me tell you something. If you're walking in the spirit in every message I preach, you ought to be able to get up and dance and shout about it. Only reason you feel bad is because you're still fooling around in sin. But you need to come out from among them and be ye separate, saith the Lord, and touch not the unclean thing. For God said, I'll receive you unto myself. You can be my sons and daughters. I'll be your God, say the Lord. Praise God. So yes, praise the Lord. Amen. I got a scalpel in my hand called the word of God. And sometimes when I stand up, I'm a surgeon. I want to cut sin out. I want to pull the covers off it. I want to expose it. Praise God. It ought not be in your life. It ought not be in your house. Praise God. You ought not be practicing it. You ought not be petting it or pampering it. Praise God. You ought to be able to say like old uh, Paul said in the seventh chapter of the book of Romans. Oh wretched man that I am. Aren't you tired and frustrated and sick and tired of being up and being down and most time level with the ground? Praise God. Aren't you sick are tired of being a hypocrite? Praise God, you can do better than that. Praise the Lord, but you just can't let sin rule you. 
<laughs> Praise the Lord our God. Amen. And that's exactly what sin will do. But I thank God for the fact that one day I was a sinner. I was a mess. Praise God. I might not have done everything that I could do, but I was still a mess. You might not have done everything you could do, but sin was in you. Amen. It had you messed up. Some things you thought about, the only reason you didn't do it is because you knew that, well, I got some godly parents. They'll kill me before I'm supposed to die. So I'm going to stay away from some things. Praise the Lord. Amen. And some of you didn't have godly parents, so you went out and did what you wanted to do. And you came back and lied and said you didn't do it. Praise the Lord our God. You just lived a messy life. But you know what? Jesus Christ cleaned up the mess in our life, didn't I? Praise God. You know, sometimes I just got to be graphic. Praise God. Because I want you to understand. I want, I'm not going to spray no perfume on sin. I'm not going to put no cologne on sin. Praise God. I'm not going to give sin no flowers. Praise the Lord. Sin is a mess. And when I was thinking about this message, amen, sin is just like an old baby diaper. Hallelujah. You have a baby running the house grinning and smiling and jumping and playing and got a load in their diaper. Praise the Lord. They got a mess. They're all messed up. Praise God. But they just laughing and kicking and having a grand time. And after a while, your nose cool you into something wrong here. Praise God. We're not near the kitchen. Amen. It's not the, it's not the something rotten in the refrigerator. It's not the trash can. Amen. Somebody got a stinky diaper. I say to my grandson, grandson sometimes, I said, man, use a stinky stinky man. He was a stinky man. He don't know what I'm saying. Praise God. Maybe not in English, but he knows, amen, that it's time to get your diaper changed. And I'll tell you, changing a stinky diaper isn't a good thing. If you haven't done it for a while, you can't identify with the message. I got some grandsons that can help you out. I'll let you change their diapers. Praise the Lord. Let me tell you something. Amen. When you unsnap them diapers and pull them down, ain't nothing but a mess. Praise God. And you got to clean it all up praise God. I had one brother one time, he's supposed to be a football player. When he pulled that diaper back, he talking about <laughs> praise God, he's about to gag and throw up. Praise God, I thought he was Mr. Tough. Praise the Lord. Amen. That ain't just women's work. That's daddy's work. That's grandpa's work. Praise God. If great grandpa's around, he still got to change an old dirty diaper. But it's just amazing to me how happy a child can be in mess and it is doubly amazing to me how happy saints can be in a mess. Praise God. Hallelujah to God. And it's not easy all the time changing that diaper. When I know it's a dirty diaper, I start getting all the wipes ready ahead of time. Some people pull it off and then they go, I get the wipes all set up because I know what I'm in for. Praise God. Funny color. Praise God. Mushy hard. Amen. Am I making it nasty enough? Hallelujah. Stinking. Praise God. It's a terrible thing. Praise God. Hallelujah. But I get all the wipes all set up. Praise God and then it's time to clean up and if it's real bad I've seen them praise God where the mess is all up their back and all up their stomach praise God amen it's time to not only clean them up it's time to give them a bath hallelujah to God hallelujah and you know some of us need a bath Woo! glory to God you can sing and shout and run around the church but need a bath 
Hallelujah to God. Can't get along with your husband. Can't get along with your wife. You're kicking the dog. You're chasing the cat away. You don't like your neighbor. You can't get along with the saints. Praise the Lord. You're hard-headed and stiff-necked. Open your eyes. Open your eyes. Because I will open your eyes by calling your name. Praise the Lord, our God. You know I'm working on you. Praise God. Because you need it. Hallelujah to God. Let me tell you something. Praise the Lord. Wake that young man up right there. Praise God. Stand up if you need to, son. But don't go to sleep this morning. Praise God. Amen. I'm here to change some nasty diapers. Praise the Lord our God. Jesus Christ will clean up a mess. Can he clean up a mess? You can be a hypocrite and you know when you're a hypocrite in the church, it's going to come out after a while. It's just like that child with that stinky diaper. After a while you start smelling something and you know something wrong somewhere. When you're a hypocrite in the church, you're going to stink after a while. Hallelujah to God. Amen, amen. Ain't nobody shouting. Ain't nobody hollering, clapping. Praise God. Hallelujah to God. Check your diaper. Praise the Lord God. Hallelujah. Amen, amen. Let me tell you, but Jesus can clean up a mess. Do I have a witness? He can clean up a mess. Oh, yes, he can. Amen. In that sixth chapter of 1 Corinthians, verse 9, Bible says, Know ye not that the unrighteous shall not inherit the kingdom of God? He said, Be not deceived, neither fornicators, nor idolaters, nor adulterers, nor effeminate, praise God, nor abusers of themselves with mankind. I wish I had time to explain it all. Praise God. But let me tell you something. You can't be gay. You can't be lesbian. You can't be in between. Praise God. All that stuff is, uh, is filthy in the sight of God. You can't be chasing the men or the women, praise God, and be a fornicator or an adulterer, praise the Lord, hallelujah, or an abuser with yourself and mankind. You can't be a thief. You can't be full of lust and covetousness or a drunk, praise God, off of alcohol, off of drugs, off of foolishness. You can't be a reviler, a partier, or an extortioner, praise God, hallelujah. None of the people that practice that stuff, the Bible says, shall inherit the kingdom of God. And listen to this, praise God, verse 11. And here's the good news. And such were some of you. How many are willing to admit that it was one day that's the way I was? Isn't it wonderful to be able to say that's in the past tense? That's the way I was. For all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. Amen. But Paul says, and such were some of you. But listen to this. Ye are washed. Glory to God. What were you washed in? The precious blood, the precious shed blood of Jesus Christ our Lord. It might have been red coming out of his veins, but that blood, amen, had sanctifying power. That blood had cleansing power. That blood would wash you and make you white as snow. Thank God. I thank God for the blood of Jesus Christ. I thank God for that shed blood. His blood was shed, amen, so that my sins could be remitted. His blood was shed so that I could be cleaned up. Hallelujah. All of my sins are under the blood of Jesus and when God looks down at me now, what he sees is that I'm covered by the blood. That's why the old songwriter said, what can wash away my sin? Nothing but the blood of Jesus. What can make me whole again? Nothing but the blood of Jesus. Oh, precious is the flow that makes me white as snow no other help I know nothing but the blood you need to plead the blood you need to say Lord wash me hey glory to God and make me clean again 
purifying my heart, purifying my mind, purifying my tongue, purifying my spirit, hallelujah, and make me what I ought to be, praise the Lord. Because, praise the Lord, I, I was in a mess, but I heard that you, you, you're an expert in cleaning up messes. Uh, praise the Lord, our God. Amen. And so Jesus Christ will clean you up. He said, we are washed. Then he says, ye are sanctified. You are separated from the world and you're separated unto God. Amen. My Malachi said, God said, they shall be mine. When I come to make of my jewels, amen, they shall be mine. Listen, when you've been blood washed by the Lord Jesus Christ and you've been filled with his spirit, then you belong exclusively to him. You don't belong to yourself. You don't belong to the world. You belong to Jesus Christ. You are all his through and through from the crown of your head to the sole and the base of your feet. You can sing all to Jesus. I surrender all to him. I freely give. I will ever love and trust him and in his service freely give for I surrender all. I'm not holding back on anything for myself. I'm giving it all up so Jesus Christ can reign supreme as king of kings and lord of lords as host of hope and the Holy Ghost in my life. He's in charge. Hallelujah. I'm just a servant of him. I want him to use me. I want him to make me. Don't know. I'm thinking any more hymns today. Have thine own way, Lord. Have thine own way. Thou art the potter and I am the clay. Mold me and make me after thine will while I am waiting. Yielding and still Jesus, you do for me what I can't do for myself. You clean me up. You wash me up. You sanctify me. I don't know about you, but saints, I pray just about every day, sometimes multiple times a day, I say, Lord, sanctify me. Sanctify me from within and sanctify me from without because I belong to you. I don't want the devil getting any glory out of my life. I don't want him using me. Hallelujah. So I want you to sanctify me and make me wholly thine. Hallelujah. That's why I don't wander by Victoria's Secret. Amen. I don't look at pornography. I don't get on the internet or my phone or anything like that and watch trash. If garbage come on the television, I try to change the station because I'm a vessel of honor worthy of the master's use. I don't want to be a soiled preacher. Praise God. Amen. I want to be clean from the crown of my head to the sole and the base of my feet. Let the church say amen. Praise the Lord our God. So the Bible says we are washed, we are sanctified, and we are justified. We are made right now. Hallelujah. Not because of our own goodness. Praise the Lord. Not because of our own righteousness. The Lord made us right. He gave us his righteousness. Don't you remember when Adam and Eve tried to cover up their nakedness and their sin with those fig leaves? God had to take them fig leaves from them and provide them with coats of skin. That was a typology of the fact that your righteousness and mine are 
are as filthy rags before God. That's what the book of Isaiah says. But we are righteous now because God gave us his righteousness. We are holy now because he deemed us holy. There wasn't any goodness of our own. Hallelujah to God. But he justified us. Therefore, praise God, Paul says in that eighth chapter of the book of Romans, who can lay anything to the charge of God's elect? It is God that justifies. Let the church say amen. I'm right because God said I'm right. I'm right because he gave me power to live right. Let the church say amen. We are justified in the name of the Lord Jesus and by the spirit of our God. You've got to have the Holy Ghost. Praise the Lord our God. A lot of folks are taught that they don't need the Holy Ghost. Or all they can say, praise God, is I've accepted the Lord in my heart as my personal Savior. But let me tell you something. You've got to go back to that Bible and see how they receive the Holy Ghost in the Bible. The Bible says in Acts chapter 2 verse 1 that it was on the day of Pentecost. Praise the Lord. The day of Pentecost had fully come. They were all seated in one place. Hallelujah. They were together. And while they were there singing and while they were there praising the Lord and while they were there meditating on the Lord, the Bible says suddenly there came a sound from heaven as of a rushing mighty wind and it filled all the house where they were sitting and there appeared unto them cloven tongues like as of fire. I don't know about you, but I thank God for the Holy Ghost that I received on August 26, 1969. What I received came with fire. Folk got the Holy Ghost and they're dead and dry. They can't move. They can't rejoice. They can't live right. They're dead as a adorning or whatever that means but they sit in the church condemned hallelujah but you don't have to live that way what you need is the Holy Ghost glory to God hallelujah and my Bible tells me that whosoever shall call on the name of the Lord shall be delivered shall be saved I dare you to repent from your sin I dare you to have your sins forgiven in the waters of baptism in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ I dare you right now to call on the name of the Lord Jesus until he comes on the inside and fills you with the Holy Ghost thank you Jesus the Holy Ghost and fire wasn't it John the Baptist who said amen there's coming one after me whose shoes I'm not worthy to unloose I'm baptizing you with water but when Jesus Jesus come. I said when Jesus come, he's going to baptize you with the Holy Ghost and fire. That's what you need, fire. The Bible said our God is a consuming fire. You need the holy fire of God to get down in your soul and burn up everything that's not like him. To burn up that lie 
lie that's in your tongue that burn up that rebellion that's in your spirit we burn up that deceit that is in your heart thank God for the fire the fire of the Holy Ghost yes it'll burn in you it does more than help you dance it does more than help you clap when you go oh, glory when you get this thing like you ought to have it it's a do right spirit now somebody know what I'm talking about you get this do right spirit all in you from your little toenails right up to the follicles in your hair you get a do right spirit you get a do right mind you get a do right heart let the church say amen hallelujah and it's abiding spirit it don't move over you sometime and go away it's the abiding presence of the Lord he comes to live in your heart hallelujah and he will burn up sin in your life all you got to do then is walk in the spirit hallelujah that's why I thank God that after you receive the Holy Ghost you're not a mess anymore you might have been a mess before you knew Jesus but he cleaned you up and he gave you his spirit and so you're not a mess anymore somebody said since Jesus came hallelujah and changed my life completely since Jesus came and took my sins away I'm glad so glad he came and changed my life completely so glad he came and took my sins away let me tell you living for the Lord and walking obedient to his spirit is a much better life than living in a mess people can watch you they can follow you they can listen in on your conversation and you're not a mess do you know what I'm talking about hallelujah you're not lying or cheating or listening to something funny or in some funny place because he's changed you he's cleaned you up and you're not a mess anymore hallelujah will the devil bring things to your mind that are not like God yes he will that's his job will the world introduce things to you that are not like God yes it will that's the job of the world but once you have the Holy Ghost and you walk in the spirit hallelujah you got power I said you got power Jesus said after the Holy Ghost has come upon you you shall you shall you shall have power hallelujah if you pray like you ought to you read the word like you ought to you stay away from mess like you ought to you're gonna have that anointing down 
on the inside. Hallelujah. 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 You're going to be clean. Thank you, Jesus. You're going to be holy. You're going to have God's righteousness on the inside of you. Hallelujah. So you can walk right. You can talk right. You can do right. You can behave yourself. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. And it's not so much you, but it's the Holy Ghost. I said it's the Holy Ghost. How many of you got the real thing? It's the Holy Ghost that's in you. So when you sing the songs of Zion, you got joy unspeakable and full of glory because you know you've been doing right. Thank you, Jesus. And when you call on the name of the Lord, you feel the anointing because the anointing destroys yokes. You got Jesus Christ on the inside. Hallelujah. You ought to thank God I'm not a mess anymore. He changed me. He fixed me. He delivered me. He healed my mind. Healed my tongue. Sanctified my spirit. Hallelujah. And made me holy. Thank you, Jesus. I wish there was somebody who was walking in victory realizing it's not me, but it's Christ that liveth in me. And the life I now live, I live by faith of the Son of God. Glory to God. Hallelujah. He gave himself for me. He empowered me. I'm not holy because of my own power. I'm holy because Jesus gave me his holiness. I got to do right spirit and I yield to it. I go with it. I flow with it. I don't frustrate the grace of God, but I walk in obedience and engage in prayer and I walk in victory with my head high. I'm not proud of myself, but I know that my Redeemer lives. Jesus, Jesus is the reason I have victory. Hallelujah. Jesus is the reason I'm delivered. Jesus is that anointing that's in my life. Do I have a witness? So you got power over everything. Huh? You got power over everything. Praise the Lord. That's why I don't pull no punches on so-called saved folk. Because you've got the power. The sinner, he's a slave. But you say you're free. Huh? The man that has yet to receive the spirit, he's battling. But you have victory. Huh? Paul said, I have fought a good fight. Are you fighting a good fight, saints? This is a constant battle. It's a constant fight. There's a war that is raging. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. But every day you ought to be victorious. I'm walking in victory. 
Huh? Get up in the morning and fall on your knees and talk to the Lord. Say, Lord, help me to walk in victory. Hmm? Help me to wake up, girl. Amen. Wake up, girl. Amen. Help me to walk in victory. Praise the Lord. Amen. You know the devil's going to be after you. Thank you, Jesus. Praise the Lord. But you ought to, aim right from the beginning, say, I know, you know, the Bible says, put on the whole armor of God. What time is it? Put on the whole armor of God. When you get about that bed and take off your night clothes, praise God, then put on the armor. Matter of fact, praise God, as far as I'm concerned, sleep in it. Because how many know the devil will try to attack you in your dreams? How many know that the flesh will kick up in your dream? Isn't it wonderful to wake up and you know you still got the victory? That was just a thought. It wasn't an action. It was a thought. Praise the Lord. But Jesus Christ can bring your thoughts, praise God, under his submission. Praise the Lord, our God. Shame on you if you're doing it, praise God. But the devil in the world will attack you on your thoughts. So keep your helmet on. That helmet of salvation. I remember uh, years ago when I was in high school, a man uh, playing football, and uh, you know, sometimes a little squabble breaks out. And so one of the guys on the other team, he took his helmet off. And him and one of the guys on our team arguing about this close. The guy from our team took his helmet, bang! Hit him in the head and put his helmet right back on. He had no business taking his helmet off. He clocked him good. Praise the Lord, keep your helmet on. That helmet of salvation. Have your loins girded with truth. You can't fool with lies. Have your loins girded with truth. Let your feet be shod with the preparation of the gospel of peace. Huh? Praise the Lord. Hallelujah to God. Put on the breastplate of righteousness. Get your sword, not to stick your brother or sister, but get your sword so you can fight against the enemy and his lies. Sword of the Spirit, which is the Word of God. You ought to know that Bible. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. You ought to be able to quote more than John 3, 16. Huh? Or Psalm 23. You know some scripture, praise God, amen, that ought to work inside you. Some scripture that ought to work inside you like castor oil. I might as well continue the analogy. Huh? Praise the Lord. When I was a little boy, you get a cold, they give you castor oil. Is that right, Mother Williams? My mother used to give me that castor oil and orange juice. And I was a young man, and I still couldn't drink orange juice. And every time I taste that orange juice, I taste castor oil, even though castor oil wasn't in it. I had, to, I had about 30 years almost before I could drink orange juice. Hallelujah. But you get that castor oil in you, it'll work you. And they believe that whatever was in you must have been in your intestines. So they'd give you, they'd warm that stuff up sometime. Huh? And let you make you drink it all down. Not like today. Yeah, baby, you, you don't want to drink this? Shoot. Where I came from, you was drinking it. You, you, you figure even castor oil tastes better than them. Huh? And you drink it down. And that stuff will work on you after a while. And before you knew it, not long before you were better. Hmm? And some of you, praise God, need some spiritual castor oil. You need some spiritual castor oil. Because there's stuff in you that's not like God. And you think you're going to heaven. 
We're not going to have war in heaven no more. You got saints that can't get along down here, and they going to heaven? You ain't going to heaven. Don't fool yourself. Huh? You can't obey, and you think you're going to? You ain't going to heaven. Don't let no lying preacher that ain't going to heaven tell you you going. He's a liar. You ain't going. Not if you keep like you're going now. Praise the Lord. You need something to work inside you to get all that stuff that's not like God out of you. Didn't David say, purge me with hyssop? He said, and I shall be clean. Wash me, and I shall be whiter than snow. Praise the Lord. When you think how good the Lord has been to you, where he has brought you from, where he's delivered you from, and you think about what the devil in the world tries to bombard you with now. Maybe there was a time when you couldn't have stood up under that bombarded. But now the devil tries to push that old stuff at you. You're just deflecting it, knock it off. Huh? Praise the Lord. You got your armor on, praise God, and ain't nothing piercing you. You got the shield of faith whereby you're able to quench all the fiery darts. Not some of them. All the fiery darts of the wicked. You're quenching them all. And standing by the grace of God, you got the joy of Jesus. Praise the Lord. From the crown of your head to the sole and the base of your feet. Praise God. Amen. You got enough joy in you. Praise. Let me tell you something. I like to see people receive the Holy Ghost to the point that they lose themselves. Hallelujah. Because it doesn't make a difference what your temperament is. You're talking about God Almighty. When he comes over you. And then indeed comes in. When he comes over you, you're going to move. Hmm? When he comes in you, you're not going to be able to behave yourself. Does somebody know what I'm talking about? Praise the Lord. You're not going to be able to stand there, praise God, amen, like a stiff soldier. I remember a couple years ago, we were at the convocation. And I was watching a visitor brother, and he was coming out several nights. Amen. And he was just... Dressed so well, so prim and proper. You know, sitting there. And I don't know what happened, but the brother ended up on the front seat. Uh, he said, and we had the chairs, it wasn't pews. He's sitting on the front seat, just dressed so well, looking so good. And I think it was the night that uh, maybe Brother Gabriel received the Holy Ghost. Praise the Lord. But the service got real high. Hey, Shanda Rabohasha. And the Holy Ghost was moving. Give me a chair here, quick. Hallelujah. That brother, he was trying to sit right up there and just looking up at us and at the preachers, praise the Lord. And he, he's sitting there, amen, just trying to be there. The Holy Ghost got to moving. And I never heard him holler Jesus or say nothing, but you, you can't resist this. Hmm? And I saw him start moving. Hmm? And I saw his, his pretty face ball up and get ugly. And look like tears started coming down his eyes. And, and the Holy Ghost was about taking him off the chair, and I see him grab the chair. Huh? Yes, sir. And I just said, Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Ah, glory, hallelujah. When you get the real thing moving on you, it'll move you. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. When you get these old dead ghosts. When you get Casper, praise God, the friendly ghost, it won't move you. You need the Holy Ghost. Glory to God. That thing shook that brother up so much. Next time I looked for him, he was in the back. 
<laughs> he didn't want to come up there to the front where the fire was. Huh? Deacon Reed was speaking last week. Amen. I remember one time when Deacon used to sit there on the pew looking like, like he was a fifth face on Mount Rushmore. But he kept on coming. And that word got him. Praise the Lord. After a while, I saw all that granite crack. And he was moving. And he's still moving. That was a long time ago. If you can't move with this, I would ask myself whether I got it. It'll move you. Does somebody know what I'm talking about? It'll move you. It will move you. You might be driving your automobile, but somebody said, when I think of the goodness of Jesus, praise God, hallelujah, the glory of the Lord will come down upon you. You'll find your hand having to go up. Remember Bishop Moultrie said he was sitting in class one time years ago in seminary, and he, the, the, the professor's talking, and he's thinking about the goodness of the Lord. And he began to think about the goodness of the Lord. After a while, his hand went up. The fellow next to him talking about, <laughs> you don't hurt nobody when you got this. You won't even hurt yourself. The Holy Ghost will not hurt you. When you're in the spirit, the Holy Ghost will not hurt you. I mean, physically, it will not hurt you. I've seen people filled with the Holy Ghost dancing in the spirit, dance right around objects. Huh? They just dance, and their eyes are closed. They dance right around, don't bump nothing. And I've seen people tear stuff up. I saw one person leave the line one time, and that pole over there with Sister Turner's in, she popped her head on that pole. I could hear it up here. But that's flesh. That's flesh. Praise the Lord. But when you're in the spirit, it leads you, it guides you. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Do I have a witness? Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. How many are glad they're not a mess anymore? Aren't you glad? If it weren't for Jesus, I'd be a mess right now. Praise God. The devil will bring things to your mind, and if you get a hold of those things, you'll get messed up. But how many thank God for overcoming power? How many thank God that they can say no to the devil? How many thank God they don't have to do that stuff anymore? Hallelujah. How many thank God that they're living a victorious life? How many thank God for the power of the Holy Ghost? Hallelujah. Operating in your life. Paul said there's no more I but Christ. Let me just say one other thing here before I hush my mouth. Let me tell you, the devil will try to separate you from what brings you refreshment in the spirit. He'll separate you from your prayer. He'll separate you from your good fellowship. He'll separate you from your Bible reading time. Huh? Oh, yes, he will. And he's not going to leave a hole. He's going to put stuff that's not like God in that space. I don't care what's going on in life. Don't let him get you up off your knees. Thank you, Holy Ghost. Because when you're on your knees crying out to God, amen, you got a connection. You may not realize it, but he's strengthening you right then. He's preparing you. He's refreshing you. He's renewing you. He revives. That's like being in your secret closet. When you come out that secret closet, you come out in power. Don't let him separate you from your prayer life. Huh? 
Don't let them separate you from your Bible reading time. That's where you get the knowledge of God. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Don't let them cart you off and separate you from good, wholesome fellowship. You out there by yourself and all these demons of hell, amen, raging war against you, and you got a few bad buddies and a few bad girlfriends, amen, those folks are, are drain the life out of you. Hmm? We might all have to go to work, but I'd be praying while I was at work. I remember I used to go into my office and I used to close the door when I got there in the morning. Praise, I'd close the door and I'd get on my knees and pray in the beginning. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. And the Lord give you grace through the whole day. Praise God. You get so busy, you don't have time to pray. You're too busy. Something needs to go. The devil's slick, you know. We get these ideas in our head and we don't want to, we don't even want to know whether it's the will of God. We just want our way. Huh? Maybe the Lord don't want you that for you. Hmm? You say, Lord, I'm yours now. Whatever you say. Let me tell you something. When you make up your mind to walk in the spirit and give yourself completely to the Lord, all you have to do is ask and it will be given you. Now, I'm not telling you you won't have to wait, but just keep doing what you're doing. God's got a way of blessing you without you having to break your neck. I'm a witness. We scrimp and crimp and do all our planning and huh? cheat God to get what we want. We were on the right path. Huh? We were on the right path. Because let me tell you something. The Lord want He wants to give you some things. Huh? He wants to give you some things. You don't even have to, just for being his child and walking uprightly before, every once in a while he'll just throw you a blessing on you. You won't hardly have room to receive. He'll give it to you. You say, Lord, I'd like to do this. I'd like to have that, whatever. You don't have to go on a three-day, three-night fast. because Just, Lord, I'd like to have that. And walk in the will of God. And stop looking over your shoulders and begging him for it. Just walk in the will of God. After a while, by and by, that thing that you desire, the Lord to bring it right along and give it to you. You didn't have to miss a beat. I, I should have a witness. There's got to be somebody other than me. You just got to wait on it and not run ahead of God and go get what you want to get. Especially if it costs you your prayer life, your connection to God, your Bible reading time, your fellowship time. I don't need a job that takes me out of church. No, no, no. You mean the one that stood in the midst of nothing when there was nothing and nowhere and said, let there be light and there was light? He can't bless me with what I need? When the prophet didn't have anything to eat, God sent a raven to the brook and gave him something to eat. When the woman didn't have anything to eat, amen, the prophet said, make me a little cake first. And her meal barrel never was empty, and her cruise of oil never was dry. Don't tell me God won't take care of you. Stop being hard-headed and stubborn and let him do it. Then you'll have something to say when you say, the Lord did such and such and such. Hallelujah! You got something to say hallelujah about then. Because you didn't have to work for it. You didn't have to script. 
And when you come to the Lord's table, don't put him on a budget. The rest of y'all get back in there. Put it in the plate, it can't hardly come out your fingers. And you wonder why you got nothing. And you're always hand to mouth. You got no savings. Huh? Riding around an old jalopy. Paying somebody rent. And you ain't got nothing. Because you're cheap. And you're afraid to give the Lord something. I used to thank God every time I got a raise because that meant I increased my offering. My tithe automatically increased. But my free will offering didn't have to increase, but I, I wanted to bless the Lord. It's my wife and I and three, three children, but I blessed, I gave the Lord more. Huh? Somebody say, you're crazy. I, I come to the table now. I, I'm sure I put more on the table in a week than some of y'all put in six months. Hmm? Let me tell you about the God I serve. The God I serve can send something like Harvey. They're down there in Texas blowing. He can send something like Harvey through and all the stuff you've amassed and saved, Harvey can come and blow it away. Because you're too cheap to even buy insurance. And some insurance companies won't insure you for floods. Amen. But the same God that sent Harvey can let Harvey come up to your house and go around him. You got the only house standing because of who you serve. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. No, you don't start out on the top. And so you don't need to be a fool and go out there and get something you can't handle. But even if you're starting off, everybody kind of start off on the bottom. But the Lord will take your little junky jalopy and let that thing run and run and run. Huh? And if you're not scared to get your hands dirty a little bit, you can even fix a few things. And it'll run, run, run. Hallelujah. He'll let that old refrigerator, it sound like it's going to stop, but it won't stop. Thank you, Jesus. Huh? You know what? The more money you get, the more stingy you get. Somebody said, how how you get over there? Because I said, Lord, you, you, you just use my mouth and tell me. You speak whatever you want to say. Huh? The more money you get, the more stingy some of you all get. You look at that bank book and you start smiling like the Grinch. Praise the Lord. Huh? You're almost like that man. I got much goods stored up for me. But the Bible says, God said, thou fool. Tonight. Not next week, but tonight. Tonight. Saints, we could die tonight. Tonight, he said, your soul will be required of you. And who's going to get that stuff you got? You got that money, you ain't got no will. Some of us are so foolish, we won't even listen to the good advice being given. We don't even have a will, and we're scared to give to God. We're cheap. We won't help anybody. You're going to die, and it's going to go to the probate court. Hallelujah. But see, when you walk with the Lord like you ought to walk with the Lord, you realize, Lord, I'm yours, and everything I have is yours. Because it's come from your providential hand. Praise the Lord. Amen. And so if you tell me to go on up and put $100 on the table, I'm not going to rebuke the thought. I'm going to put $100 down. If you tell me to put $500, I'm going to put $500 down. 
Because you told me the other day. What kind of thought is that? It's the Lord talking to you. Huh? I know you all don't want to hear this, but I'm going to work on it anyhow. Come up here squeezing with a dollar or two or five or ten. And you know you can do better than that. That's what I'm talking about. You can do better than that. Praise the Lord. You need to bring all the, the goods to God. Put them in a the storehouse. Bring them back to him and give it to him. Because the same God that blessed you once can bless you twice. Praise the Lord. If you went and saw something you wanted, it was $100, you wouldn't think twice. Huh? You'd buy it. Praise the Lord. Huh? But when it comes to the house of the Lord, some of us are giving the same offering today that we gave 10 years ago. Now, the Lord's been good to you over the last 10 years, hasn't he? But you've given the same little chintzy two quarters that you used to give 10 years ago. And God has still been merciful. But you're kind of struggling too. And you're wondering why you can't make it like you ought to. Because if you would give, hallelujah, like you ought to give, amen, then the Lord would bless you with more. You've got to trust him. You've got to learn to trust him. <sighs> I ain't got as much as I used to. Hey, the Lord can blow on it and you have nothing. You have nothing. And then you'll be mad with me and mad with the saints because they don't love you. And mad with God because he ain't blessed you. And you go on out and go to hell. The best thing to do is give. Luke 6, 38, and it shall be given to you. Huh? Pressed down, shaken together, and running over. The Bible says, shall men give into your... God will make somebody give you something that wasn't planned on giving you. Who do you think makes the determination about how much you're going to get for a raise? It's not my boss. It's the Lord. He'll touch your boss's heart and say, give her more. You didn't give her enough. You got some left over. Rather than giving it to two-time Charlie, give it to her. Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. I'm not saying be a fool. Praise the Lord. But give to the Lord. He's certainly given to you, hasn't he? Hasn't he made a way for you? Praise the Lord. He'll continue to make ways for you. He can't go back on his promise. So give to the Lord, and he will bless you abundantly. Praise the Lord. And just be patient and wait on the Lord. You got everything you need. Most of us have everything we need, don't we? How many got up this morning and there was no food in the house to eat? Come on. Don't feel embarrassed. We'll get you something. So everybody woke up and there was food in the house to eat. Now, it might not have been what you wanted. I had a taste for sausage this morning. There was no sausage in the house. Well, you ate something, your belly's full. How many of you had to go shopping this morning to, get, to find clothes to wear to church? You've got so many clothes until you don't have closet space for them. Hmm? No, the problem, the reason why you were late, because you got so much, it took you a long time to make up your mind what you were going to wear. Amen. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. But the Lord has provided for you. He's made ways for you. 
How many walked to church this morning? Come on. We'll get you a ride. So either you drove or someone picked you up. You rolled here. You didn't. Amen. Amen. The Lord is providing our needs. Huh? My God shall supply all your needs.